It'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome to this Friday, April 28th, 2023, brought to you in part by the, the show is brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Buenick, Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here as it's a rainy Friday, and this is really kind of the first, I feel like, rainouts of the year that we've had in baseball when it comes to like the whole day, though all games are gone. Myrtle Beach? Yeah, but it wasn't raining. They still rained it out. They did, but it wasn't raining. Still counts. All right. Well, we had EPAC softball on. uh, That's on the brain as that was on the air last night. And uh, what a game it was for Musselman, Nick. An excellent win for Musselman. You know, heading into that game, I don't know if we really gave them much of a chance, but they've been playing much better softball. They've gotten a lot better. They had... You know, one really bad inning against Hedgesville last time out where they gave up 17 runs in one inning. Besides that, it was a relatively close game uh, between the two schools. So uh, Hedgesville, shockingly, really didn't have its top-level offense, at least in some key situations. And Musselman just continued to put pressure on the Eagles' defense, and the Eagles' defense let them down. You know, four errors last night. A lot of those errors leading to runs. Uh, but, you know, give credit to the Appleman. Uh, Munson was great in, on the mound, along with Salone. Both of them really delivered in the circle for the Appleman. Um, they got, you know, really good performances at the plate. Uh, McClintock, she comes away with a three-run home run. Um, that was just an, an absolute shot. You know, Hedgesville certainly put up a, a good fight. It was an entertaining game. There was... That movement in the, I believe, is the fourth inning. Maybe wrong about that exactly, but uh, where the Eagles were down six to four and had the bases loaded and, and Faith Cooper at the plate, you like those chances. Uh, but they just had Cooper's number last night. She strikes out three times, um, and they don't, and they end up getting out of the inning there with the strikeout um, to help get the win. So. You know, very impressive win for this Musselman team and makes them now 500 in the region. So they are potentially the team that ends up with the one seed in the section. I mean, we'll see how it works out, but uh, I think they have a shot all of a sudden, which, you know, it seemed like Hedgesville was pretty much a lock to not only be the one in the section, but to win the section. And, And that's not necessarily the case. Musselman is playing a really good softball. I think Coach Brown, with her experience, she played... Uh, college softball so she has that you know experience of playing at a high level and uh she's getting this team to play really good right now yeah and to do it on senior night was uh even more special for a muscleman and it does open the door to add them to the conversation of who's going to represent section one in this year's region championship even though Whoever it is, probably I, I don't think we'll be able to compete with either Jefferson or Washington for the three teams that I think are in the running. It, it's still great for how their seasons have gone, that being Hedgesville, now Musselman as well. And I still have to add 
spring mills into the mix because we've seen them uh compete and eventually also beat hedgesville so those three teams uh i think right now have all a pretty equal shot at uh winning section one and last night the game uh from musselman in the 10-5 win proved that they belong in that conversation and we we didn't have them in that conversation up until last night. Yeah, you really didn't. And uh, read sectionals, I believe, begin next week. I haven't seen a schedule yet. So if if you're an AD or a coach listening out there, you have a schedule for I think they have to because the regular season ended for Musselman yeah. last night at least. Yeah, I know Hedgesville has a doubleheader Monday that was rescheduled from earlier. Um, I believe it starts Tuesday. I saw Washington was taking on Hampshire in softball on Tuesday, but I don't see any scheduling for Section 1. But let's move on to baseball. Uh, Jefferson secured another 20-win season with a run rule victory over Moorfield last night, 12-0. John Lowry Sr. has had 20-win seasons, and at least 20 wins in every single season he's coached at, at Jefferson High School since he started. That's just amazing. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned it when he reached uh, win number 1,400 that he's averaging more than 20 wins a season, which is you know incredible. And I know they used to play more games, but still, uh, to have that kind of consistency uh, from your program is just it's almost unheard of. And, I mean, they are the, the best program in the state when it comes to high school baseball. And uh, Coach Lowry and his team continue to – find ways and and, you know how they started this season i mean 20 wins was still pretty likely but maybe they wouldn't get there this year you know based on how they started but uh this team has turned it around they're clicking on both sides uh defensively offensively and and they are once again looking like maybe the team that comes out of the region and makes a run at states i mean uh it's kind of crazy to think because like i've said before i don't really feel like jefferson has you know the star players that they've had in the past necessarily they don't have a griffin horowitz or a sammy roberts um but they have really solid consistent players like ryan hefner jj pavanelli guys that have really kind of waited for their opportunity i mean hefner played last year but he was like the fourth or fifth name you would mention now he's probably the top guy you would mention uh you know riley morgan uh, all these guys are, are coming into their own and, and starting to play big roles for this team. And, uh, you know, Jefferson just continues to be the uh, the program that you look to, the premier program in the EPAC uh, when you're talking about high school baseball. So just very impressive to see them continue to, you know, reach those 20-win seasons. Yeah, it's great for them. Uh, is it 11th straight now? Yeah, 11 straight wins. 11 straight wins, so they're playing good baseball. The best baseball. Right time. I I think they're the team to beat, and they typically always are. Even if it was a down year like it looked like it was going to be at the beginning of the year, it's still Jefferson, and ultimately, if you're a team that wants to say that you're the best and to do that you have to beat the best, I think you want to be able to beat Jefferson at a year where they're peaking at the right moment and you were able to knock them off you don't want them to struggle and the year that you get to beat them is because they were only a 15 to 20 win team now they are the best team in the area it looks like and if uh, another team's fortunate enough to beat them they can say they did but as of right now uh they they're the team to beat and i don't know if anybody will 
Yeah, I would tend to agree with you on that. They were slated to take on Southern Garrett and Pendleton County today. Unfortunately, those games have been washed. It looks like, according to Game Changer, they will play Southern Garrett next Saturday at 11 a.m., but not no Pendleton County game rescheduled as of now. But it looks like they're going to try and go up to Bridgeport, go down to Bridgeport and play Bridgeport and George Washington uh, tomorrow at 10 a.m. and 3.30, respectively. Uh, so facing GW would be a big test for them, along with Bridgeport. Those are two of the top ten teams in the state. Yeah, and then before we uh, continue, or I guess something to note, I guess, is that Hedgesville and Musselman do have a shot at 20 win seasons as well, yeah. and, and Martinsburg isn't too far off. I don't know if they'll have enough games to get to that, but um, the Bulldogs are at 16 wins right now, and they only have two games or three games left, so they can't get to 20. But they in the regular season, right? Yeah, and regular season wins is what I was kind of looking at there. Um, so, you know, it's definitely a, a pretty close year. I think, even though Jefferson's looking like the team right now, they've certainly have played the best baseball you know over the last month or so um it's not such a big disparity like last year i think we all would have been pretty shocked if jefferson didn't make it to states even though martinsburg was close but just seemed like they just didn't have quite enough to beat the cougars and ultimately that was the case um this year i think we wouldn't be too surprised if a hedgesville or musselman you know turned it around and got in or even martinsburg uh, since they do have a win ar- already over Jefferson, and they could get another one next week, especially if they get this win over Musselman, uh, then you know they would definitely be in the conversation. But uh, Jefferson has been the, the consistent team there, so I'm excited to see how this next week plays out. It, the uh, game tomorrow now at 1 p.m. between Musselman and Martinsburg is huge, and. Last year, we had that game that was played after the voting already came out. It yeah. really didn't matter that much. It was a very weird feeling. Uh, but Musselman, I believe, got the win, and then Martinsburg would turn around and, and win in the section. Section. Yeah. yeah that's so, But uh, tomorrow at 1240 will be the pregame coverage on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube as Martinsburg hosts Musselman in that big sectional matchup being pushed to tomorrow due to the rain. Um, but last night, Musselman knocked off Briar Woods out of Virginia 12-3. to The Appleman snapped their four-game losing streak and improved to 19-8 and and uh, celebrated with some fireworks. Yeah, they did. We were able to see him from the softball field, heard it on the uh, broadcast, and it's a great win for uh, them because I believe in the first meeting it was a similar scoreline, if my memory serves me well, but the other way around. Yeah. For, it was the first week of the yeah, season. Yeah, Ward's got a big win against Musselman. Now Musselman uh, returns the favor and gets revenge. Yeah, so. it was 10-2, to two, a loss on Thursday, March 16th, uh, the second game of the season for the Appleman. Part of that you know, three-loss week before they started that major turnaround. Yeah, and Musselman and just streak. needed a win. I mean, at the end of the day, they needed one here uh, before getting into Martinsburg. You know, if you go in with another loss, your confidence is going to be pretty low. It's a Saturday game, so that's already kind of like a weird time to be playing a, a big conference game. You know, the momentum would be completely on Martinsburg's side. With Musselman getting the win last night, they have a little bit more confidence uh, that they can come out and get a win over Martinsburg on Saturday. So, you know, huge game tomorrow, so definitely one you want to tune into, I know. 
not your typical time, but uh, you know, come out and support these two teams because I think it's going to be a really good matchup and it's one that has great indication for what could happen in the postseason. Yeah, looking at some other matchups from last night, Hedgesville fell out to Clear Spring out of Maryland seven to six. The Eagles are now seventeen and six, and uh, you know it was a tough one last night. They celebrated the ten year anniversary of their twenty thirteen state championship team, and. Um, you know, it was a tough loss for them. I think ultimately they were winning in that game for much of the ball game until the latter two innings. They were up six to two through five innings, and then unfortunately they gave up the lead uh, at the end of it in the back end of the game. Uh, but you know, they were basically two innings short of getting a win against one of the top teams in Maryland. Yeah, but uh, unfortunately for them, they fell apart and. Obviously, you want those last two winnings back if you're Hedgesville, but you just got to put that out of your brain now, focus for the rest of the season, and fix whatever went wrong in those final two winnings. Uh, it's still a very quality baseball team in both Hedgesville and Clear Spring, so the fact that they were able to compete against uh, Clear Spring, who has two guys that are studs and probably going Division One, maybe even professionally first if they truly wanted to from the things that I've heard about them. I don't know if either of those two pitched yesterday, but if they did, uh, the fact that even though you had it and lost it, that you were able to compete against them is something to still be proud of. Yeah, and I think for Hedgesville, uh, they kind of have four games, I believe, next week, and they're all non-conference, so they have an opportunity to just kind of clean up some things right before they might sectionals. Be, they might play... Spring Mills. Okay. I don't know. It's not back on the game changer yet. I'll have to reach out to Coach Grove and see what if they're I'm assuming they haven't scheduled it yet, so maybe we'll have to wait a little bit. Don't want to reach out too soon unless they're supposed scheduled to play it. them today. Yeah, they're split to play Spring Mills tonight. Obviously that game not getting played. Yeah. So they'll probably try to reschedule that one, I would think. Yeah, conference sectional matchup. Uh Spring Mills, they fell to Grace Academy out of Maryland twelve to ten last night. They're now four and seventeen on the season. It wasn't a the best ending to the game from what we understand for the Spring Mills Cardinals. Uh they had that game in reach in their fifth win of the season. Uh and you know, their offense, eleven hits on the night, uh ten runs, thirty one at bats for them. Uh, you know their offense was kind of starting to click and then unfortunately things just unraveled towards the end of the game. Yeah, not really certain exactly what had went down, but it looked like the there was some sort of controversy between players and parents so you never like to see that no matter what you know who was in the right or who was in the wrong the case may be but um you know i mean that's a disappointing loss first of all for spring mills uh when you're talking about what happened on the field and then to have some emotions probably get the best of some people that's not always not a great look so tough one last night yeah it's a frustrating game because you go out score 10 runs it's a frustrating season because you only have four wins but whatever happened and we weren't there so we don't know the full details you need cooler heads to prevail prevail and unfortunately they didn't hopefully things are resolved on both sides for grace and for spring mills the necessary uh consequences to their actions are uh, brought to justice whatever may have happened don't know obviously don't want to speculate but s- something needs done because th- this isn't the only thing that we've seen at 
any sport at Spring Mills. If there was an issue that happened for baseball, we, we saw it for basketball. This is two things that should not happen at sporting events that have happened. So something needs done and maybe fixed from top down to tell your coaches, hey, tell your parents, tell them. Something needs fixed at Spring Mills, it seems like, because this is two things that have happened and should not have happened. All right, on that note, we'll step aside for our first break of the day. Segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more on their side of this break. We will talk NFL draft and uh, big payday for uh, Nick's favorite team. Gave their favorite, gave Nick's favorite team, gave the best player on the team his big payday. We'll talk about that after this two minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Nats fans, the party is just getting started at Nats Park as the 2023 season is underway. They sit down the line, exit corner. Bring your natitude and cheer on Joey, CJ, Josiah, and all your favorite Nats players this spring. See you later. On a beautiful day at the ballpark with cold drinks, great food, and unbelievable giveaways. Visit Nats.com slash tickets and join the fun. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. With the first pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. And the most unsurprising first pick, like always, everybody really knows who's going number one because that team's you know targeted, zoned in on who it is. Uh, but that wasn't really where we were kind of surprised about the picks uh, in last night's first round of the NFL draft. Bryce Young going number one overall to the Panthers. It was the Texans that I think kind of 
confuse people initially from what the latest mock draft said and then said, nope, we're going to trade up our second pick from number 12 to number three and draft the guy that everybody's saying we're going to draft. So they pick C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State, number two, the quarterback, which is shocking because C.J. Stroud had all that uh, – you know, all that stuff come out about him that he wasn't a smart guy, he wasn't a good quarterback, wasn't this, wasn't that. And he gets selected number two overall. Then they move up to pick three and pick Will Anderson Jr., the linebacker out of Bama. So two Bama guys go in the top three. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if anybody said C.J. Stroud wasn't a good quarterback. I think most people believe he's a pretty solid quarterback. Uh, when you watch him play, I mean, he's very accurate with the football. Um, you know, has a solid arm. Uh, has a little bit of moment, mobility as well. Obviously, you know, his SR1 test wasn't great, but guys have scored poorly on those t- kind of tests before and not had, su- or had success, and guys have scored highly and never done anything. So, you know, it's like, I mean, obviously the quarterback position, you probably want that guy to score pretty high on the SR1 or whatever the test is that they use at the time, but... Um, I think the talent is still there for C.J. Stroud. Um, and there's always this kind of knock on the Ohio State-Alabama quarterback where they're playing with all these NFL-caliber wide receivers. So how good are they? And that is kind of something that's been a trend. We really haven't seen Ohio State ever produce a good quarterback despite producing tons of good skill position guys. Um, but... Like Daniel Jeremiah says all the time, you know, you're scouting the player, not the helmet, which I think is an important yeah. thing to note. And you watch C.J. Stroud play, and, and he he can play. I think there's there's little question about that. But will he be successful in Houston? I'm not sure. I think, uh, though, if you are the Texans, look, your options really weren't that high. I think you're getting a solid pick in Stroud. Um, and you come back and you get to build your defense with Anderson at pick three. Uh, and C.J. Stroud's definitely an upgrade over Davis Mills. So um, worst case scenario, you know, you end up like the Arizona Cardinals when they drafted Josh Rosen. Rosen obviously didn't work out. They came back the next year and they took Kyler Murray. If they're bad again and they're in position to, they should then tank for the number one pick and take Caleb Williams next year. And it's not the end of the world. What they could have done potentially was really just build up that defense and yeah. go like Jalen Carter two and Will Anderson three if they were still going to trade up. But uh, they go this route, and I think it's a, a decent decision because if Stroud does work out well for you, then you have kind of your leader at quarterback and your leader on your defense, and it, it looks like a really good draft. So I, I would give them an A on how they handled things because I think they get a a good scenario here in in both picks. Yeah. I would say that as well. Some other movement in the draft, uh, you know, some guys going a little early, going a little different picks. Uh, but I think kind of a shocking pick if we're going to go, you know, one to thirty-one last night is uh, the fact that Gibbs, the running back, got drafted to the Lions at twelve. That was kind of a shocker to me. Yeah, I don't think I ever heard anybody mention anybody else other than Robinson at the running back spot going in the first round so to see a second running back get picked in a round one by the end of the top lions in the like top the 50 yeah it was a very surprising move i guess they were high on him maybe they see something that nobody else saw but in a lot of people's minds going running back and then 
linebacker for the Lions kind of, kind of makes him the loser of last night, it seems like. And there's a few teams that were winners in a lot of people's minds, that being the Texans, who I thought had a great move going number two and number three. If you're a team that is stuck and you like both players and you know in a few years if you only draft Trout or you only draft Anderson and the guy that you got is a bust and the other one is doing great everybody's going to be oh man they missed they missed so if you know the Cardinals are looking to trade why not be the ones to trade so that you don't have the opportunity of missing you get both of those guys that you liked it was a perfect move hopefully it works for them if both are busts then it looks bad but I don't think that's going to happen that you got I mean, the eagles trading up i mean that was rolling the dice too. that the guy's gonna work out that's true i mean anybody could turn into a bust so yeah. i i think another bad decision was chicago because chicago is sitting there at nine with jalen carter the best player on the board they already traded back from number one and they still could have got the best player in the draft at nine and then they not only trade back but they trade back with the philadelphia eagles who are the best team in the NFC, and they say, here's the best player in the draft. Yeah, that that was yeah. a bad move by the Bears. And they end up with an offensive tackle who, in Darnell Wright, you know, West Virginia kid, so, I mean, obviously we like him. He, he's from Huntington. Uh, but, you know, probably the second or third best tackle in the draft, so they didn't even end up with the best player at their position. Um, so I don't really understand that. With Detroit – Maybe they're going to trade DeAndre Swift. That's the only way this move makes sense to me because they're drafting their third string running back, essentially. In the first round. In the first round because they already have David Montgomery, who they signed. So uh, unless they're trading Swift, you know, Gibbs really doesn't make much sense. And then they – I don't necessarily hate either of the players that they drafted. It's just when they drafted them and uh, the fit really doesn't make sense. I think with the Iowa linebacker, you know, he's very solid, but he's much more like a – like mid 2000s kind of linebacker like a big uh brian Erlacher type not necessarily a you know modern day speedster like isaiah simmons or, or some of those kind of guys Hassan reddick you know more db linebacker guys that can cover really well but i think he'll be a good tackler he'll rack up some good numbers yep. so i don't hate that pick but maybe at 18 it seems like a reach uh but uh, there were some real surprises. I think yeah, the hey, wide receiver run in the yeah. 20s was interesting. So Yeah, I think uh, you know it's pretty interesting. The Steelers, they move up in the draft a, a few spots, and they, uh, they go with this. The New England Patriots have traded the 14th pick to the Pittsburgh Steelers. With the 14th pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Broderick Jones. Offensive tackle, Georgia. They picked Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle out of Georgia. Everybody kind of thought they were going DB at this spot, but uh, they ended up going the offensive tackle uh, to uh, help secure Kenny Pickett. Yeah, and then you look at what the Patriots did. I mean, they moved back three picks to arguably get the best cornerback in the draft in Christian Gonzalez, or at least one of the bigger steals of the draft there at 17. So, uh you know, really good job by New England. I think for Pittsburgh, they move up, they get their offensive tackle that they were looking for right there. We knew the Jets wanted a tackle. Uh, so to move ahead of them and, and get the third tackle or fourth tackle off the board, uh, it, it made a lot of sense there for Pittsburgh to be aggressive. They still pick 32 where they can get their corner. Um, 
or potentially wide receiver if they want to go that route. So uh, I like what the Steelers did last night. I thought that was a good aggressive move to move ahead of the Jets and you just give up a later pick in the draft. Yeah, I agree. I think both teams in that instance were winners. Uh, and even though it wasn't expected for the Steelers to go offensive tackle, it's an offensive tackle heavy draft. So in part of your mind, you thought that they could wait. But if they think it's a top heavy it's offensive a heavy tackle corner draft, draft, yeah, well, it's so. also a heavy corner draft. So the move, it seems like, was right because, yeah, Jones might be that third or fourth guy that was picked. In some people's minds he was still at the top of that position so yeah. it's a good move by them definitely a good move the commander's on the clock at uh at that spot at number 16 and here's their pick with the 16th pick in the 2023 nfl draft the washington commanders select emmanuel forbes defensive back mississippi state and i was kind of shocked at this pick because i thought it would be who ended up going next as nick mentioned to the uh, you know, to the Patriots in Christian Gonzalez, or maybe he didn't know if he was going to be there, was thinking maybe Banks, the guy out of Maryland, who he ended up going. Where did he end up going? He ended up going to the Giants in the division. Yep. But they, the commanders pick Emmanuel Forbes. Uh, according to pre-draft analysis from ESPN, he's ranked third in the position. They take him as the first DB off the board. Yeah. Uh, what? He wasn't the first. Witherspoon went to well, yes, the Yes, the second DB off the board, excuse me. Uh, 21st overall is ranked, but, uh, you know, his negative side was the fact that he's small. But, uh, you know, pre-draft analysis, you you kind of put him, or post-draft, I guess, put him alongside Benjamin St. Juiced, and, you know, he's a ball hawk. Yeah, I mean, he led the nation, or he has the career record for most career pick sixes. So, yeah, he knows what to do when he gets the ball in his hands, and, uh, I like this pick. I thought the Ravens were going to get him maybe potentially at 22 if uh, all the receivers were gone or whatever the case was. So, you know, I like this pick for Washington. It might be a little high um, for Forbes because there is the the concern with the weight. But out of all the positions that have concerns with weight, corner is probably the best one to have because, I mean, you're not – you, you can make some business decisions at cornerback. You know, Deion Sanders wasn't known for tackling people. I'm also not too concerned about it because once you go to an NFL team, no matter who it is, and you're going to bulk up, you're going to bulk up. You're Maybe. going to hit that weight room. And even though it's Washington, and we know what a few months ago when the grades came out or the report cards, whatever you want to call it, for team facilities and they listed everything, and Washington was the worst in the NFL. When it came to actually strength and conditioning, at least for the coaching staff, it, it was an A and one of the best. So I, I'm not too concerned with him being undersized or skinny, whatever you want to call it for that. I, I think he'll be able to bulk up, hit well, the right room with skinny. Washington. I mean, I mean, that's just the way they are. So it, even if he change it, mu- muscles more than fat. So if he gains five, ten more pounds, I'm fine. I mean, like I said, though, you're not expecting your corner to make 100 exactly. tackles a season. You know, they don't have to be a big bruising guy. So uh, I wouldn't be super concerned about it. I think he's a solid pick. Um, you know, nothing like super exciting. I think Gonzalez would have been maybe a little bit more exciting pick yeah. because he's bigger, faster, stronger. But Forbes has some good numbers. He played in the SEC. Uh, so definitely a quality pick, I think, for Washington. And uh, this is now back-to-back years where they've done pretty well, I think, with these picks. Yeah, and uh, the 
Ravens. They pick number 22 in the draft, and here they go. With the 22nd pick in the 2023 draft, the Baltimore Ravens select Zay Flowers, wide receiver, Boston College. Nick got himself some flowers last night. He did. He bought himself flowers. Nobody ever bought me flowers, but they did last night, right? Zay Flowers. uh, You know, I like this pick. Um, I'm not, like, super excited. I'm not like, uh, this guy's going to change the franchise. But I think for the Ravens, they needed another weapon. It comes on the day that they sign Lamar Jackson. Uh, So, you know, there's positive energy in Baltimore, at least offensively right now. And I think there's no real excuses for Lamar moving forward. He has his money. Um, He has now weapons, Odell, uh, Flowers, and uh, Bateman plus Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely plus the running backs and Dobbins and Edwards. There's no excuse for this offense. Todd Munkin's in there now as the offensive coordinator. Uh, They should be toward the top if Lamar Jackson is actually worth all this money that they're paying him. So the expectations, I think, are higher now. Five-year, $260 million deal? Yeah, most in the league, $52 million a year. So, I mean – Good day for that's, the Ravens. That's though. my first. Uh, that's my first takeaway is that there's just no excuse for Lamar moving yeah. forward because they have weapons. Uh, you know they've surrounded him with a good offensive line, good receivers, good running backs, and good tight ends. So uh, they should be much better offensively, and they got a new offensive coordinator, so you can't blame the play calling hypothetically. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't like. I didn't jump for joy with Zave Flowers, but I think as a slot receiver. Uh, he could fit in well. He compares to you know NFL comp Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I think that may be a little bit of a stretch. But yeah, I don't know. I was watching those plays last night. They they that's did a Boston give me some, College some Tyreek Hill, but we'll see. All right. Well, the Steelers they're back on the clock when round two starts tonight uh, with the thirty second overall pick. They didn't get the guy that everybody thought they would at thirty two, or excuse me, at their their pick originally. That's Joey Porter Jr. He'll be on the. He'll, he's the best fit according to ESPN right now. Uh, quickly, do you guys think that they pick him with the first overall pick in the second round tonight? It makes sense, right? Yeah. Porter. Yeah. He's the son of a former linebacker on the team, and Joey Porter. So. Uh, it adds up. Penn State kid as well. I think it makes With sense. Kid, yeah, that, that's his area. It makes yeah. perfect sense. It's either it's going to be probably one of the corners, either him or Cam Smith from South Carolina. I think would be a good pick here at thirty-two. So I think that adds up. Plus, I mean, you got to match the division. You yeah. know, the mm-hmm. Bengals have receivers. The Ravens are getting receivers. So you got to match Get up a well with a, a corner here. Um, final thing here about the draft. We'll have to do it quickly. Will Levis falls out of the first round. Colin told us right before we got on the air, or maybe between the last break, Will Levis will not return to Kansas City tonight and be in the green room to attend tonight's NFL draft for the second round. He falls out of the first round. People had him going as high as two this week, uh, but you know he's the biggest drop off dropper that you know kind of you seen we've seen here in a while. Will Levis you know drop to the second round? At least. Yeah, it's very surprising to me because I thought, one, there was going to be four quarterbacks picked last night, him being one of them. Two, out of all the quarterbacks, especially starting with Pro Day and everything that Levis had to offer there, his stock, I thought, was rising the most, at least when it came to the media. Everybody, That's Reddit had it, had it wasn't just Reddit. I mean, Pro Day, when you saw him out there, it was I'm trying to think. Uh, Richardson and Levis were probably the top two guys in the media that everybody was talking about after that combine and 
his pro day and how well everything went. I saw some people comp Will Levis to Jay Cutler. So if that's the case, then I understand him dropping out of the first <laughs> yeah. round. Um, I think Levis has a lot of nice physical tools, uh, but I think there's more concerns with him over Richardson because he turned the ball over a lot more. Uh, and, and he doesn't necessarily have the Anthony Richardson quite athletic ability. He has close to it with his arm. Um, I think Levis is a guy that if he goes here in round two and it's a good situation, maybe he doesn't have to start right away. Uh, maybe he develops into something, but I understand him kind of falling off because, like we said, you know it's kind of a weak quarterback class anyway, so unless you were absolutely desperate for a quarterback, you were probably better off the, drafting a defensive guy or an offensive lineman, or eventually a wide receiver. So, you know, it makes sense. I think Levis goes pretty early here today. Um, and, you know, we'll see. I mean, there was the hype. I know he moved up on the betting lines to be the number two pick, but a lot of that did start with a Reddit post. So, again, how much can you really lean into Reddit? I don't know. Yeah, uh, but that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix Draft. Tonight resumes at 7 p.m. Nick over there jamming out. Uh, Joey Fisher could be drafted tonight, could be drafted tomorrow, along with Tyson Bajan. We'll keep you updated on social media uh, with those picks when they get picked during the draft, and we'll react. our reaction for the whole draft will be Monday on t- Monday's show, but that'll do it for the segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Buy your Traegers at Orsini's at 360 Aquas, and while you're online at com. we come back, we'll get in some quick NBA playoffs talk here. Tune in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WR on TV 10 back in two minutes. Mommy, where does flavor come from? Well, um, when people love food, they cook it on a Traeger grill. Meat, corn, even pie. <laughs> and then the Traeger does the rest, which brings everyone to celebrate this beautiful thing that they've created. Because when you share delicious food with your friends, that's the flavor of life. Shop now and save at Orsini's today. You can play, work, and explore without joint pain. Whether it's a strain, sprain, or fracture, WV Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine can help you live without joint pain. Our expert team of surgeons offer the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. Specializing in joint replacement, sports and traumatic injuries, hip and knee disorders, foot and ankle surgery, hand and wrist surgery, and shoulder reconstruction. Call 304-725-BONE today to learn how you can live without joint pain. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Shenandoah Community Health continues to offer COVID vaccinations and clinics each Saturday throughout the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. The COVID vaccinations and boosters are free to anybody age 12 and up. To find out more, call 304-263-4999 or visit Shenandoah Community Health's website. Get your COVID vaccination or booster free to anybody age 12 and up at any of the Saturday clinics hosted by Shenandoah Community Health in the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. Call 304-2499 today. 
You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. And Colin, how in the world did it take six games for the Celtics to beat the Hawks that were 41 and 41 on the season? Because they didn't play defense like they did in the regular season, they decided just to try to outshoot the Hawks, who are a good offensive. Respectfully, team. yeah, they're, they're a great offensive team. They had pretty solid defense here and there too. And Boston, it just seemed like at times didn't hunker down and play that defense and have the intensity on that side of the floor like they did all season long to get them to that second seed. But they were able to still get the job done, get the win in Game Six. Yeah, one twenty. They now move on to the second round, uh, looking at other games The Celtics tonight. need to win the East. Can we yeah. talk about yes. the Celtics a little yeah. bit no, more? No, they do. Well, no, we, let's t- we'll hit on tonight's games and then the weekend game. All right, okay. so the the yeah. Golden State Warriors could win the series tonight or go to the weekend for Game 7, but they're in Game 6. They're at home. They're favored by 7.5 tonight. The Lakers could win the series tonight against the Grizzlies. They're favored by 5, and they are at home. Uh, if not, they'd go to Game 7s which would be, I believe, Sunday. Yes, Game 7s would be Sunday. And then the Knicks-Heat series begins Sunday as well for the East Semifinals, uh, Game 1. But, uh, you know, think it wrapped up tonight. Suns and Nuggets, their Game 1 for the West Semifinals begins tomorrow night. So, you know, the first round and the second round kind of converging here. That's what yeah. happens. Um, these are two pretty good series. You know, there's been some drama in both of them. Uh, and the Lakers and Grizzlies, obviously, there's been the uh, kind of back and forth with LeBron and uh, Dylan Brooks, which has been kind of exciting. I think in the Golden State-Sacramento series, obviously, Draymond Green has had his issues. Uh, what else is new? And uh, I think it's been, you know, an entertaining series. The Aaron Fox, though, is dealing with a, a finger injury um, where he says he's fine, but I think... That's going to obviously play a factor for the Kings. I mean, he's been one of the best players, if not the best player so far in the playoffs for Sacramento. So, you know, if he's still banged up, I think Golden State probably ends it tonight on their home floor. Lakers-Grizzlies is still very back and forth. John Morant's been injured throughout the series. Um, I think that one might go to a Game 7. I think that makes a lot of sense for that series. So I think Golden State, they seem to be rolling right now. Uh, Sacramento has the injury to Fox. I think they ended on their home floor. I think Lakers, Grizzlies were headed back to Memphis for Game 7. I think both end tonight. Okay. Yeah. I, I could do, see it. I do as well. I think, uh, you know, I think you see the Warriors who, you know, the Warriors are the Warriors and the Lakers are the Lakers. I think those are two of the top they teams. They are, yeah. That's very good analysis there. <laughs> I think, you What know, was you your point about the Celtics? Endings. Yeah. Well, I think the Quickly, Celtics. Quickly, before we take another break. This, this playoffs is playing out in their favor that they're 100 agree very much going to be the best team in the entire playoffs left they already are right so i think they need to win this and also they don't need to just win the east i think they need to win it all mm-hmm. because this group has been together for a very long time and you know they should have the most chemistry and all that stuff they're built to win a championship i know they're still pretty young but i think there has to be no more excuses and this first round concerns me if i'm boston and with the group that you have together 
you know, is this group, are these guys really on that level to win a championship? You have to consider if they don't get it done this year. I 100% agree. You're, you're spot on. Yes, going six when it should have probably went four frustrates me. They have the 76ers number, and Embiid is still a question mark in this series. But yeah, you're the best team remaining from the regular season. It's time to get the job done and get another banner in Boston. All right. Otherwise, something needs changed. I think that's how you leave it. We had Nick leaving it two mm-hmm. segments yesterday, and now you're leaving it two segments today, and that'll do it for this segment. When are you going to leave it? I'll leave it at the end of the show. How about that? Uh, okay. There we go. That'll do it for the end for this segment, sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk Nats and O's and wrap things up on this week's edition, this last day of the sports mix for this week on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, back in two minutes. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Catch the excitement of the West Virginia High School baseball and softball seasons on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Hit it into left field and that'll drop. Coming around is Sifford and the ball is going to slow up and he's going to score and Martinsburg's going to walk it off and get the win. We have over 25 games scheduled featuring the schools in the Eastern Panhandle Athletic Conference. Every game will be live right here on Talk Radio WRNR, TV 10, and our WRNR TV YouTube page. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for this Friday, April 28th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Mayor's Group of the Mayor Prize Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue or call 304-263-4343. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. Got to end it with a little Luke Combs because that's what my weekend's going to be this weekend, guys. Yeah, good for you. 
Well, yeah, I'm heading out to Pittsburgh for the concert, but uh, I'm kind of disappointed because the it's Nationals insane. are taking on the Pittsburgh Pirates, but they're in D.C. while I'm in Pittsburgh. Do both. Can't do that. Go to the Nats game tonight. Drive from D.C. to Pittsburgh. I mean, I could have done that, but... Nationals aren't playing tonight, let's be real. Yeah, I was about to say, that game's not getting played tonight. It's scheduled for 7.05, 6.35 will be the pregame show if it gets played. Tomorrow's game, if it's a doubleheader tomorrow, maybe, who knows? I can't. We don't know yet, but uh, fortunately we won't have the game for you because we'll have the, the Martinsburg-Musselman game, and then Sunday's game we'll have for you, 135, 105 pregame show. But the Nats last night, they unfortunately fell to the Mets 9-8, to but... C.J. Abrams in the eighth inning uh, gave Nats the lead for the moment. Here's the pitch. Swing and a drive in the air to right center field. It's deep. This one is way back. This ball is going, going, and gone. Goodbye. There it is. A grand slam home run. The first since 2021 for the Nationals. C.J. Abrams, his second home run of the year, is a grand slam. And the Nationals have taken the lead here at the top of the eighth inning. They led 8-7. to seven. Fortunately, the bullpen gave up two runs. The Nats fall 9-8. to eight. But they've won back-to-back series. So, I mean, that's a positive you got to look for. And the, the, they can't sweep. They're not there yet. But they're winning two series in a row. That gives you some momentum. And the pirate, red-hot Pirates coming into town. Yeah, if they keep that up, I mean, Washington will be uh, in a good position. Like we said, I mean, the expectations aren't high for the Nationals. They definitely didn't get off to a very good start. But you can't give up on the season yet. So I think if Washington can put some things together, keep playing the way they've been playing, maybe we're talking about them for a wild card spot. I mean, you never know. Like, baseball is one of those sports where uh, you can see unpredictable teams do some great things. I mean, the 2012 Orioles were a bunch of bums, and they won 96 games or something like that. Yeah. Or the Nats in 2019, going from 19 and 31 to the World yeah. Series champions. So, I mean, anything can happen in baseball. That's kind of the beauty of the sport. Um, so, you know, I, I would still keep a positive attitude about the Nationals, especially because they're playing good baseball right now. And while Pittsburgh is a team that didn't have high expectations and is playing great, uh, this could be the series where if you take two out of three or sweep them, you can send them goodbye, and they might tumble into a relevant team yeah. again, like we expected them to be. But I mean, you know, that'll know. happen at the All Star yeah. break. That's what maybe. Yeah, Pittsburgh. that's more Pirates style, yeah. but anything could happen. Yeah, anything yeah. could happen. The, the O's. best team in baseball. Though, How the O's doing? Uh, doing? Third good. best team in baseball. They got the uh, comeback win against Detroit to start the series yesterday. So uh, happy to see that Ortiz uh, making his debut had uh three rbis so that's something nice to see as well from a young talent that's up and coming and more guys are coming for the o's yeah i think my only concern with the is and you can only play the teams on your schedule but they haven't got into the toughest part of their schedule yet so you know when they start playing better teams are they going to struggle or are they going to keep this consistency but you know i think in in the mlb too in, in any professional sports wins are wins so all right, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Again, no high school baseball tonight. That pushed to tomorrow at 1 p.m., 1240, the pregame on Talk Radio WRNR TV, Ted WRNR TV on YouTube. Colin and Nick will have the call for that one. Nationals baseball tonight, if the game gets played, 705, 135 on Sunday. Uh, but that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Please saying so long. We'll talk to you on Monday. 
locally owned, locally operated, and proud to support our local community. Talk Radio WRNR, Martinsburg, Inwood, Berkeley Springs.